The title of our message this morning is Parakletos. I'm sure you all know exactly what that means. Parakletos. We'll get to it in a few moments' time, understanding what that is about. You can turn so long to John chapter 14. We'll look at some scriptures from John 14, John 15, and John 16. So today we're going to look at the wonderful reality of the Holy Spirit being our helper. Isn't that so wonderful that we can look at that? And um, this, I trust, will become a reality. So I believe this message will be an encouragement to us this morning. And also it will bring a sense of reassurance as well as a sense of hope. I'm trusting for that. In Scripture, there are only four times where Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as our helper on four occasions. And I would like to look at each of those instances and develop it into a point. Hence, my message this morning has four points. And uh, I would encourage you to write down. It helps you to remember better. Now, before we get going into the points of the message this morning, let's look at this important Greek word, parakletos. Please say that with me, parakletos. One more time, parakletos. Now, in terms of this, when Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit here in these chapters of John, he refers to him as the helper. That's what Jesus calls him the helper, and he does so four times in just three chapters in the book of John. So the word helper here comes from the Greek word parakletos, and hence the title of the message this morning. Now, in Old English, there was still this word paraclete. If you look in modern dictionaries, you will not find the word But if you look in some of the older dictionaries, even those that are 60 or 80 years old, you will actually see there is the word paraclete. So parakletos occurs only five times in the entire New Testament. And uh, today we're looking at four of those occurrences. But what does it mean? Parakletos. What does this mean? Essentially, It means comforter, and it means helper. Think about that for a moment. Isn't it so beautiful that when Jesus is introducing for the first time the Holy Spirit, his ministry to the disciples, he's talking about the parakletos, the comforter, the helper, And to me, I think that that's wonderful. And I'd also like to mention that Jesus, he was not talking to vast crowds of people now. This was less than 24 hours before he would be crucified. He was having a special meal with his disciples. And it was in that context, not to the casual listener, but the real followers of Jesus, that he began to say that the parakletos will come the helper, the comforter will come. But having said that, the the best definition that I have ever heard in my life concerning this word parakletos is this one. 
One called alongside to help. Would you say that with me? One called alongside to help. And I can remember my father many years ago talking about the Holy Spirit, emphasizing this word parakletos. And so I want to ask, can you please write this down? It's important. Parakletos, the one called alongside to help. I'm going to say it again. I want it to sink in a little bit. Parakletos, the one called alongside to help. That is the role that he comes to fulfill in your life and in my life as believers in Jesus. And this word actually originates from the legal system from the law courts. Imagine a situation where you are in a court of law and you are accused. And it's a tough situation and there you are, you stand accused and the prosecutor is nailing you, he is hammering you. And you don't know how to defend yourself. There's nobody to help you, to defend you. You stand there and in your desperation, you look around the room and then you see somebody that you know and this is a friend of yours, but this is a friend of influence. And so you call that friend of influence to come and stand next to you and from the moment that happens, he becomes your parakletos the one called alongside to help. And what is he there to do? He's there to help you win your case. He's there to help you get victory in that situation. And I wanna tell you, this is powerful. Listen to me, church. The Holy Spirit helps you to win. That is what he does. Amongst many other things, he helps you to win. That's why the Bible says you shall receive power after that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you. He's empowering you for victory. He's empowering you for success. Another scripture says, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. That's because the Holy Spirit comes to help you win. He helps you win over the lust of the flesh so that you can walk in the Spirit, that you can walk in victory. So I believe we need the Holy Spirit, amen? Because he helps us to win. Four points that I want to share with you today. Number one, the helper will live inside of you and will abide forever. Would you say this out aloud with me? The helper will live inside of you and will abide forever. The scripture is John 14, verse 16 to 17. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Jesus said, and I will pray the Father. That's old style language for saying that I will ask the Father. And the context here, as you look at it theologically, is not an inferior asking a superior, but equals. And there is a request from one equal to another, from one person of the Godhead to another. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another, say that word, helper, parakletos. So this is the first occurrence of helper of the four we're looking at today, that he may abide with you forever. In other words, he's here to stay. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I really like the fact that Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as helper. Because 
The concept of a helper is not a mysterious concept. It's not something that's difficult to understand. We can all appreciate someone being our helper. And so I believe that we can understand fairly easily that he's our helper. He's the one called alongside to help. And so it's something that we can grasp. Yes, there's many aspects of his help that we can still learn and so on, but it's simple. I want to tell you, child of God, the Holy Spirit, he is your helper. Please say this after me. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes, to comes to help. He's my, he's my helper. Tell the person next to you, he's my helper. He's my helper. Praise the Lord. He is your helper. And so when Jesus said, the Father will send another helper, it means another of the same kind. It doesn't mean another of a different kind, but another of the same kind. And in other words, I would like to put it this way, that the Holy Spirit is in a certain sense so much like Jesus. They are different persons of the Trinity, but yet the Holy Spirit is so much like Jesus. Now, the Holy Spirit... Just to add to that, I'd like to put it this way. It might sound a little bit strange, but the Holy Spirit is a type of Jesus, if I may say that, that lives on the inside of us. And it says in verse 17 of our text, it says, He, this is the Spirit, will be in you. Please say the words, in you. Amen. Now, it was so wonderful for the disciples that were with Jesus and walking on earth with Jesus, it was so wonderful to have them with him over those few brief years. But because Jesus was limited to the flesh, he could only be in one place at one time. But nonetheless, it was so wonderful that he was with him because Emmanuel, God with us. But you know what? Things were going to go further than God with us. Because now, with the coming of the Holy Spirit in spirit form, He would literally take up residence on the inside of every believer, every child of God. He takes residence with inside of us. And I want to say, in case you're just letting that fly over your head, let that sink in deeper, that the Holy Spirit takes residence in you. He comes to live in you, child of God. Too many times we think of the Holy Spirit as far off and distance, distant, but I want to tell you, He lives inside of us. And so the Holy Spirit is the very presence of God living on the inside. And I want to tell you, the reality of this is very encouraging because in reality, if we understand this truth, then you realize that you are never alone. Some of you that are struggling with loneliness in your life, I want to tell you from the Word of God and let the Word of God break that mindset of loneliness that you are never alone because the Holy Spirit is within you. He is living within you. He is alongside. He's your comforter. He's your helper. So I just rebuke that mindset where people say, I'm lonely. I have nobody. You have the Holy Spirit. He's your senior partner. He's the greatest comfort and person you can ever know in your life. His reality is there. 
And in the same way that Jesus was interacting with his disciples while on earth, the Holy Spirit now interacts with us. Because Jesus was with his disciples, he was talking, fellowshipping, teaching, leading, and guiding, warning them of certain things, telling them of things to come. And the Holy Spirit now is doing those same things. Just like Jesus was doing with the disciples, now we get to experience that reality. The Holy Spirit interacts with us now, like Jesus did with the disciples, but it's even better. Verse 16 says, that he may abide with you forever. Now, what's interesting is in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people at various times for a specific purpose and to empower them for this situation or empower them for this battle, but would often then leave again. But now the Holy Spirit comes to abide forever. We never need to think, well, it's like with the disciples and Jesus, that there was only this little time and, and then Jesus left. No, with the Holy Spirit, we have the Spirit of God within us and He brings Jesus into our lives on an ongoing basis. He abides forever. And I'm grateful to the Lord that we never need to fear that He will leave us. And in terms of that, it was David in the Psalms that said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Now that's old covenant because in the new covenant, the Bible says that he will abide with you. The spirit of truth that he will abide with you forever. Can I get an amen? amen? And so Jesus also, in terms of this abiding forever, Jesus was with his disciples only for a few years, but the Holy Spirit would abide forever. And I want to tell you that he abides right until the end of time, right until the end of the age. Point number two, the helper will teach and bring to remembrance. Say this out aloud. The helper will teach and bring to remembrance. John 14, 25 to 26. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but what's that word? Can I hear you louder? The helper, parakletos. This is the second occurrence where Jesus declares that he is the helper. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. So verse 26 says, he will teach you all things. May I suggest to you, he will teach you all things is an incredible promise. Don't just glance over that phrase. The Spirit of God is gonna teach you all things. I find that wonderfully encouraging. We have a teacher. And many times we rely on all sorts of other things to, to teach us and equip us, but he is our teacher. And there is no subject that God does not fully know. He knows every subject and he is ready and eager to teach you. You might be here today and you say, you know what, in my Christian walk, I'd love to know more about the end times. Well, I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit will teach you. Why don't you ask him? You might be here and say, well, I want to know about righteousness, Pastor. Well, the Holy Spirit, he's going to teach you. <laughs> and would you open up your heart and would you long and ask him and he will teach you? 
You might say, well, I really need to know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's confusing. I don't understand it. And we are going to look at that later in the year. But in the meantime, you can just say, Holy Spirit, would you teach me about the gifts of the Spirit? And then get into the Word. Or you might say, well, I'm struggling with purity in my life. I'm struggling with sexual dirtiness. I need to know more about purity. And so, well, you know what? You can just ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me. I want to be pure. Lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Also in verse 26, the verse says that he, this is the Holy Spirit, will bring to remembrance all uh, all things that I said to you. Now, I believe that that firstly relates to the actual disciples that were there. Because the Spirit of God was going to bring to mind all the teachings and things and, that Jesus had said and done so that they could record it and document it into Scripture. And that's why the Gospels are such an excellent, uh, uh, an excellent sort of representation of what Jesus said. And there is complete agreement and harmony between all of these Gospels. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was bringing to memory with class, crystal clarity, he was bringing to memory these aspects so that the, the disciples could actually write these things down. But also this aspect of bringing to your remembrance also relates to us. Do you know that the Holy Spirit still brings the words of Jesus to your mind today? He brings them to remembrance and he reminds us of what Jesus said. So I want to tell you that the teaching ministry of Jesus continues today through the person of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You say, I want it to be taught like one of those disciples. Well, the ministry is continuing. That teaching ministry through the Holy Spirit. And as we face different situations in our lives, the Holy Spirit reminds us of what God's Word says about it. You might be facing a tremendous situation of hopelessness. And then the Holy Spirit comes and reminds you of what God's Word says, that you can abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just, right now, I just speak hope over the people of God here today. I speak hope over you in Jesus' name. Point number three, the helper will testify of Jesus. Say this with me. The helper will testify of Jesus. John 15 verse 26, and this is the third of four occurrences where Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit as a helper. It says, but when the, say that word, helper, parakletos. I hear some of you saying it, good. And by the way, Parakletos is not a Greek restaurant, although it sounds like it could be, all right? But when the helper, Parakletos, the one called alongside to help, comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth whom proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now, in this verse 26, there are two phrases that I would like to just highlight for a moment. It's the phrase, the spirit of truth. And it's this phrase, he will testify of me. Now, we see both in John 14, 17, and in John 15, 26, that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit 
the spirit of truth. That's not just by chance, that's intentional. And I think, well, what is the significance, Lord Jesus? Help us to understand this. Well, firstly, we desperately need the spirit of truth. Every one of us. Every child of God living in this day and age, we need the spirit of truth. We cannot live without him. But let me tell you this. Jesus is presenting the Holy Spirit as the ultimate answer to overcoming the lies and deceptions that we see in this world today. He's saying that you're not going to be on the back foot, but you're going to be on the front foot because the spirit of truth, he's going to help you overcome that deception and those lies and all those false teachings and nonsense that other people want you to believe. The Holy Spirit is going to help you. And I want to tell you and remind you that Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. For thousands of years, he's been tripping people up. He's been getting them to fall headlong into his lies and deceptions. But Jesus came and he declared that I am the truth. And now, through the Holy Spirit, the truth is revealed even more through the Holy Spirit. Because he is the spirit of truth. Can I get an amen? amen. So, what is the, the significance? Here it is. That you and I, as spiritual believers, we can live free from deception in this modern age. Some of you might be thinking, oh, I'm worried I'm going to go off the rails one day. No, no, no. You stick to the Holy Spirit. You stick to the Word of God. And you will be kept free from deception. Because He's the Spirit of truth. And He manifests the truth of Jesus into our lives. I think that that is wonderfully encouraging. Also in verse 26 it says, he will testify of me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you testify of Jesus. The message translation says, he will confirm everything about me. The Holy Spirit will confirm and testify everything about Jesus. Do you know that the Holy Spirit confirms the incarnation? He makes it known to you as a reality. The Holy Spirit confirms that, yes, indeed, there was the death and resurrection. He confirms that the ascension took place. He confirms that Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit confirms, yes, it is true that Jesus is the Messiah. He makes this real. The Holy Spirit confirms the word whenever it is declared and preached with signs following the Holy Spirit also confirms our salvation by giving us assurance of salvation. The Bible says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so it's so wonderful. He is testifying. The Holy Spirit is testifying you, to you of the reality of Jesus. He confirms everything about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit gives evidence that Jesus is real. And I want to tell you, if ever the world needs to know that Jesus is real, it is now. And it is the work of the Holy Spirit to make Jesus real and testify of him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Listen to this statement. I love this. It's on your screen. The Holy Spirit illuminates the face of Jesus. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, let me say it again. The Holy Spirit illuminates the face of Jesus. 
And so I want to say to you today, if you've never experienced the reality of Jesus in your life, the Holy Spirit desires to make him real. The last point, number four. Just to recap before I mention point number four. Number one, the helper will live inside of you and will abide forever. Number two, the helper will teach and bring to your remembrance. Number three, the helper will testify of Jesus. And number four, the helper will prove more advantageous than if Jesus was still on earth. <laughs> Quite a radical thought that. And in verse seven of John 16, it says, nevertheless, I, Jesus, tell you the truth. It is to your advantage, please say advantage, that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, Parakletos, and there is the fourth and final reference to the helper, Parakletos, will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And Jesus is basically saying to his disciples, you know what, gentlemen, it is the best thing that I go away. It is the very best thing. Because the Holy Spirit is going to come and make such a massive difference on planet earth. But he cannot come unless I go to the Father. And so realize when Jesus was saying it is to your advantage, he's not a man that he should lie. This is the truth. It is to your advantage. Because also now the scriptures will be fulfilled that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And it was no longer going to be limited to just the disciples and, and, the, and the crowds following Jesus. But now the Spirit of God would become a reality in everyone that calls on the name of the Lord Jesus rightly. It is to your advantage that I go away. Do you realize, child of God, that you and I, we are living in the days of advantage in terms of all the ages that have gone before us? I want to tell you it's much better to be living in these days than living in the Old Testament days. And for that matter, it's even better than the days when Jesus walked on earth. As pastors, we were chatting during the week, I think it was, about something, and I found it very interesting. And, um, you know, the, the one pastor was telling me that, you know, people say, listen, when I get to heaven, I can't wait to speak to Moses. Oh man, Moses and I, we're going to have some heavenly coffee. I don't have coffees in heaven. And Moses and I, we're going to chat because I want to ask, somebody says, hope so. <laughs> yeah, let me not go there. All right. Somebody says, well, Moses, what was it like when you walked through the Red Sea? And Moses is going to say, okay, well, I'll tell you quickly, but there's something more important. What was it like to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you? You lived in the days of advantage. Somebody might be saying, well, I can't wait when I get to heaven. You know what? I'm going to talk to David. I'm going to say, David, tell me about the slaying of Goliath. That must have been awesome. Your sling and the stones and all of this. What was it like? And he's going to say, it's not such a big deal. I want to know what was it like to live under the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because you lived in the days of advantage. The days of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. I didn't get to experience that. But what a shame if you're living in the days of the outpouring and you've not experienced the person, ministry, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Get hungry, child of God. 
Get hungry, get hungry, get hungry, get hungry for the things of the Spirit of God. It is to your vantage that I go away. Now, he has a good reason why Jesus stated it as a benefit that he would go. In other words, to your advantage, it's on the screen. Jesus' presence on earth was limited to one place at a time. His leaving meant the Holy Spirit could now live in every believer in the whole world simultaneously. You know what that means? That is certainly an advantage to all God's people. That is an advantage to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God moving forcefully and powerfully under the power and the wind of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord for that. So there is certainly advantage that Jesus did actually go. And as I'm drawing to a close now, folks, I want to say, in terms of the Holy Spirit, the Parakletos called alongside to help. Quite simply, it means that He is here to help us. The Holy Spirit is here to help you. The Holy Spirit is here to help me. And He loves to guide. He loves to lead you. And he helps you to know what to say. Sometimes you just don't know what to say. He helps you know what to say. Sometimes you want to say something and the Spirit of God just cautions you and you don't say it. And later on you think, boy, am I glad that I didn't say it. The Holy Spirit helps you to make decisions. What decisions are you making this week? He helps you to be discerning, to be bold. He helps you to be a witness. He helps you to show kindness. He helps you live in victory. And I want to tell you that we need to depend on him and we need to listen for his voice. I can tell you honestly that I love to ask the Holy Spirit for help. It's something that become, has become natural in my life. How many of you can honestly say, yes, you love to ask the Holy Spirit for help and you do it, you do it regularly. And sometimes I'll be sitting at my desk and needing to prepare, prepare the message and I begin to prepare, and I, I know the theme that the Lord has placed on my heart, but I don't know what else. And then I just begin to say, Holy Spirit, would you help me? Give me the scriptures, give me the points, give me the illustrations, give me revelation as I study your word. Help me, Holy Spirit, and he's faithful. Sometimes when I'm selecting songs that we sing in church, because I believe that it's important that the right songs get selected because we've only got 40 minutes to get into the presence of God in the time of worship. I can't waste that time with singing songs that are singing about, I don't know, all sorts of other things. And so there I say, Holy Spirit, would you please help me? Help me to select what's right. Holy Spirit, we need him to make a new staff appointment at the church. Lord, it's gotta be a round peg in a round hole. So would you help us to appoint the right person? Holy Spirit, would you please help me in different things? Help me in making decisions. And you know what I've realized, child of God, that the Holy Spirit, He is the most wonderful helper to you and I. And I want to end off by saying to you the following, that He is, child of God, your divine helper. I want to say that He is your divine helper. Parakletos. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Praise Him like you mean it. Amen. Let's stand together.
Father, how blessed we are. Jesus, when you left, you did not leave us as orphans. And we thank you that we need not feel alone, but we have the comforter, the helper, the parakletos. Right now, Lord, we want to intentionally say, come Holy Spirit, and be right here in us and with us. We ask that as we go into the week that lies ahead, that we, we, we would hear your whispers, that we would hear your thoughts, because as we're led by the Spirit of God, incredible things can happen. But I thank you, Lord, that great things are in store as we pursue this theme of the Holy Spirit this year. And as your people, we say, come Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Come Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody.